This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB. This is Our Lifestyle podcast. We're getting ready to jump into the fresh episode. And we want to thank our title sponsors, which includes Custom Car Show Productions. They have three key events every year. Orange Beach Invasion every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. Scraping the Coast every June in Biloxi. And Bayou Showdown, which is every November in Slidell, Louisiana. We also want to thank Mini Truck Showdown family, which includes their event, their flagship event, the first weekend in June 2022 in Las Vegas, Mini Truck Showdown. You can go on Facebook or Instagram for more information. They also have Kern County Showdown, which is going to be in Bakersfield, California, the first weekend in February 2022. Thank you so much. Support those that support the scene and on to the episode. All those other things just have at least have the old cigarette machine and that would probably work and that'll yeah. probably you know that'll work for odb yeah i said probably old sig machine and a 40 and he'll probably be in I'm telling you man i thought so i thought so i knew i was right well you want to bang this out oh i definitely want to bang it out oh i love it quick yo 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 it's our lifestyle podcast episode 281 and guess what i heard him cough a second ago I think Biggity Mike DeMayer, unless it was Hank. Biggity Mike DeMayer, are you there? Did you dial into the conference? I am here, and I am so glad to be on two weeks in a row with ODB and the Airhead Nation. Dude, this episode, Johnny Garage Johnson, I wanted to have the big homie on a while, and he's going to be on the title guest you may have seen from the cover art there. But Johnny Garage Johnson... I met him, believe it or not, in this world we live in, Mike. I met him through YouTube, and then I realized about the Facebook group that he has. But I don't want to give too much away. But dude, he's 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 a cool dude, and I love I love his uh, channel, uh, Johnny Garage Johnson. Well, I have no clue who this guy is, so I will definitely uh, get on the the old tube and uh, and check him out and look him up. Yeah, and I gave out his name, but the name of the channel is Hardcore Garage. So I'm, I'm whoa, certain- whoa, whoa! Wait a minute, hardcore. So are we really talking about you know well, trucks here, or are we talking about other things? Well, we've been saying that you know we do want to expand you know our topics, and it kind of you know you, you have a my understanding, my my uh, intel has told me that you even have um, a tie-in to like hardcore content back from like I mean it, it even made your your computer crash. I heard back in the day. I mean, was it any truck related? Here is the story. This is a true story. This is no bullshit. This is not made up. So (laughs) L&O, back in the day, was a show, okay? I went on the website. Hardcore Minis is who puts on L&O, okay? And I go to hardcoreminis.com, and it absolutely killed my computer. I was supposed to go to hardcoreminis.net and I screwed up and my computer went no good, no work, no more. What was the sound? You know, the whole child, it went. Don't don't even say the word you were about to say because I I, I don't get down with even hearing that word. 
It, but, dude, it popped all over my damn screen, dog, and it fucking just shut me down. Yeah, that's crazy. But but what was the sound it made again? Dude, that sound is the throwback term of the week. I mean, who remembers having dial-up modems? Dude, Mike does. Dude, these kids have no clue nowadays, man, where you just click on the damn computer, go to your phone, and boom, it's instant. They don't know the struggle, man. They don't know the struggle. Well, dude, we have a jam-packed... I mean, it was fun to have a little bit of nostalgia there with Mike's computer. You know, he's not good on the keyboard, but this episode, Mike... Uh, we do have, as I mentioned, Johnny Garage Johnson, Hardcore Garage. Check him out on YouTube. And the overview of this episode is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers for your event, maybe you need a club logo, or you want to just uh, re-up your stickers for your brand, whether you have a logo or not, hit up Graphics Mafia. It's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. Mike, they're also on Instagram, Facebook, and I think TikTok. Well, that reminds me, Jay, we got to get a list together and send it on over to Ryan and hey, buddy, and make sure we got our stickers stocked up for uh, our trip to Mini Nats. I can't wait. And speaking about shows, we want to remind everyone that if you're listening on Friday, it's going down. We mostly have talked about one of our title sponsors, Orange Beach Invasion. It's going down in Orange Beach, Alabama this weekend. We want to also remind you that the next event for our title sponsors are going to be Mini Truck Showdown, first week in June in Las Vegas. I'm hearing from a lot of old school uh, kinfolk and peeps that they're going to be coming out to Vegas uh, the weekend of June 4th. Uh, Mini Truck Showdown on Facebook and Instagram uh, for more. We'll be talking to Corey in the coming weeks to talk about the event and any new related um, updates there. Now, Mike, this one's going to, let's be honest, man. We say this a lot, but I've got to hold myself to it. You know, we didn't get the spring break last week that the kids and the students and some of the parents got, some of the teachers as well, and that's all due respect to all of those kinfolk. But we are going to have a condensed intro here uh, just because, you know, juggling a bunch of stuff and, um, you know, trying to kind of keep up and maintain. But, but Mike, we can't forget about our awesome listeners, right? They're the ones that keep bringing us back to record every week and keep that content going now three going on three and a half years brother bro it seems like yesterday bro and i cannot believe we've been doing this for as long as we've been doing this and i've been able to keep keep uh uh let's see how what's the word i'm looking for i've been able to keep you in line to be able to do this for three and a half years that that's 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 what i was looking for yeah, because, you know, the ankle monitor, man, like Hank taught me, if you could do the hacksaw gimmick, you can get that ankle monitor off, and then you, you can, you know, kind of live a little bit of a free life, you know what I'm saying? But Well, hey, I tell you what, if you can stay out of trouble um, as good as Frank, as good as Frank, as good as Hank does, then I think you'll be all right. Hammer and Hank Norris always coming through, but... Here's what we're going to kind of do is just reinforce. Jesse came on the last episode. Thank you so much, Severed Canada. Of course, Je- Jesse uh, Chomick, that is um, Jen Black is his better half, as we've mentioned. If you're new to this uh, podcast, you know, Mike and I generally have about 30 to 60 minute intro covering scene updates and a lot of different things, including the last episode recap. But what we would suggest is you hit follow and or subscribe, depending on what app you're listening and uh, go back and listen. Uh, 
this is 281. Go back and start with 280 and just keep going as far back as you can. You can always download Podbean and listen as far back as, believe it or not, I would never do it. Go all the way back to episode one. But thank you so much to Jesse and um, Jen for also making a cameo. My severed family in uh, up in Canada, uh, Alberta area. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And, um, dude, they're great people. Absolutely, brother. And uh, another another good one. And, of course, great people. And uh, I tell you what, uh, they're killing it up there in Canada, brother. Real deal. Holy field, brother. So we we all often thank all of our sponsors, and uh, you know one of our key sponsors and, and partners is Lone Star Throwdown, as well as Mini Nats. So listen, LST the 11th annual just finished, but we're going to be looking forward to you know give or take around the beginning of August for that uh, pre-registration to open, unless we hear something differently. So just keep your mind on that for anyone that wants to go out to Conroe next February. And then oh by the way, Mike mentioned it a few minutes ago. Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. Um, we're gonna. Uh, we just had Jason. We just had Jason Bell on recently to talk about some of the key updates. You obviously heard from Rose Metalworks about the awesome giveaway. But what's going to be cool, Mike, is I'm hearing some rumblings from Barbaglia, which is DJ Mays, and some other folks. Maybe kind of a little uh, mini conference of some of the podcasts. All I could tell you is that that's the epicenter of mini trucks, and we're looking forward to Southeast Mini Nats here in uh about wow 30 days or so uh yes sir and uh for some of those updates as far as just let's put it this way all the mini trucking podcast um out there all together one place um on on uh twitch and you don't want to miss it so uh keep your eyes and your ears open uh because more details are are coming for sure yeah, no beefs, but we may get Mike to come off the top ropes. You know what I mean? There is some, I'm hearing there is a little bit of beef kind of festering and brewing. So we'll have to see if Mike ends up cutting a promo. If I if I want anyone to cut a promo for me, it's going to be Frank. You know what I'm saying? Frank the Tank. We love Frank from from Aftermath. And if he can pull up with the, the outfit in the Isuzu, dude, he, he's going to be my spokesperson. You know what I'm saying? I just love the fact you called it an Izuzu. Right, 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 right. All right, so Mike, check this out, dude. We're going to you know, keep this ship rolling, right? Uh, many of us have short attention spans, and this is going to be dedicated to everyone like me that kind of has a shorter attention span. And I just want to move right in, Mike. I got a question. Are Uh-oh. you ready, players? Okay, players. Now it's time to get serious. <laughs> Are you ready? Trivia with Mike. And Mike, I got to ask you this one. It might be, you know, some people are going to nail me for this one and say it's too easy. It's a two-parter. This professional skateboarder rose to fame in the 1980s. What was his name and what was the team or uh, crew that he rolled with that was famously, um, they named this crew... And that's who we rolled with. They made movies together and things like that. Shit, I don't know the name of the crew, but I'm thinking Tony Hawk. If uh, if if I gotta think of a, a skater, ding 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 ding. You got part one. And for those that didn't know, he actually just broke his femur bone. Okay. Um, Ouch. If you follow Tony Hawk, he's great in social media. Love. He always gives credit to the people even 30 years ago for photos. Just a great guy. 
but he recently broke his femur bone, and um, he was already back on a skateboard, dude. The guy is is truly, oh, truly legend. Um, and he, by the way, for those that might recall, I love telling the story when uh, lay in seven twenty on Instagram, right when he made that Hot Wheels for me, and we just got a chance, you know, to hang out with him, you know, when when he created that Hot Wheels off the Gleaming the Cube mini truck. Tony Hawk did chime in on that. And he talked about one of the scars that he got from filming that movie. So to Rich Layin L A Y N seven two zero, tip of the cap. Now, Mike, you gotta, dude. Here's the second part. When Stacy Peralta came up with the name, he didn't want to name it like you know the Skateboard Crew or anything like that. They came up with a name for their crew, but it didn't really tie directly. And you wouldn't think skateboarding, but it was, um, you know, it's it's a crew. And it's two words, and they both of those words start with a B, okay? And they made that series of films and things like that, you know, searching for Animal Chin and stuff like that. So was it called a bunch of bad bitches, BB? <laughs> no, no, no. So it was. Was it was it skateboard bandits? No, dude. It dude. This was the cool one of the coolest names in history. It was the Bones Brigade, dude. Oh, dude, that's awesome! So you got you got you got a half a tick mark this week, or should we give them maybe one Airhead Nation and then we'll take away one? So you kind of just level out, you know what I'm saying? Like hey, a six foe. I'll take yeah, yeah. I'll take the half tick mark. That that's perfectly fine <laughs> with me. Trivia with Mike brought to you by All Time Low Magazine. Visit atlmagazine.com. You can order a subscription or individual issues. Mike, I know people are kind of kind of be at home, kind of scratching their head, um, thinking, "Man, what else are they going to cover?" Uh, but I'm just going to jump ahead and tell folks, uh, thank you to anyone that could go out to West Coast Customs this past weekend. Uh, Pin did a fantastic job working, I think, with Ryan, and I'm sure there were other folks, uh, Ryan Fringling House, and you know the crew there at West Coast Customs. They had a celebration of life for. Alex Anderson, also known as Alex Who, a lot of Severn, NC, and a lot of different folks went out there. So big ups. Rest in peace, Alex. And uh, thanks again, Jason Mulligan, for putting together the uh, the tribute video, my understanding. And, you know, he had reached out to us to pull down some of the audio and just knowing that we had um, something that we could contribute, you know, which was the interview when we had him on means the world to us. But most importantly is, uh, you know, rest in peace to Alex to his friends and family, we're sorry for the loss, as we've said before, and um, his legacy will live on, no doubt. Oh, absolutely, and, and dude, the pitchers, uh, what a good time, and that's exactly what Alex would have wanted, man. Everybody coming together, having a good time, having a party, and and uh, that definitely sent him off in the right way. No doubt. So, Mike, the last thing I got for you, Okay, before I let you go, because I know you're you're trying to get is the dog track still? There's one more night I heard down there in Naples, but then they're closing it tomorrow. Yep. So you're trying to get there tonight, right? That's why we're kind of speeding through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then I got to hit the bottle club afterwards, right? Because you, I mean, you're not going in tomorrow, are you? You're calling out. No, 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 no. I'm calling it. I'm calling in sick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Well, listen, I'm gonna Venmo you like about eight bucks. Can you get a? Can you okay. get a bet? I got, I've been online. I got the, I got a bet that I want to do down there with one of the dogs. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, dude! Eight bucks will get it done for sure. Yeah, Hank's helper. Have you heard of that one down there? He's the one oh, I, that I'm betting on. So it's not Santa's little helper. <laughs> no, no, not from the Simpsons. But it's Hank's helper. Oh, okay, okay. But, All right, Hank's helper. All right. 
I had a couple people text me, and they said, I cannot believe Mike doesn't remember when Mount St. Helens erupted. They said, we had, you know, <laughs> up in the Pacific Northwest, they go, dude, we had ash for weeks and weeks and weeks cleaning the cars off. And it wasn't just one person. It was multiple people. I said, Mike doesn't have a good memory. You know what I'm saying? I know Mike was young. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he didn't remember that. But here's what, here's the last thought I got for you is three things, and I'm going to have one quick bonus, but 1981. So we're on episode 281. Why not think back to 1981? And here's a couple things that happened, Mike. Let's see if you remember okay. this. This one's mind-blowing. In April, I was four of, years old, by the way, Jason. Right, four years old. Right, just for the record, right? Cause, but <laughs> in, in April of 81, we're coming up on April now, NASA launched the very first space shuttle mission. It's hard to believe that was only 40, you know, well, we're in 2022, but let's just say 40, 41 years ago. Crazy, right? You thought, like, the oh, first crazy. guy that went to the moon, like, jumped out of the space shuttle, right? Didn't you think that he parachuted out of it? Oh, absolutely, you know? <laughs> and, hey, I do remember that was Neil Armstrong. Right, right. There you go. Because you, you were born then, right? In the 60s? <laughs> 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 All right, so here's another one. Cannonball Run, which is a famous 80s movie. That movie came out in 1981. And uh, the cool thing about it is it starred Burt Reynolds, which you may know that, and Hal, yep, ne- yep. Hal Needham. He directed it. He also directed the 1986 cult classic, Mike, Rad, which for those that didn't know, oh. came out this week in 1986, right? But we're not talking about Rad. We're talking about 1981 and Hal Needham, the famous um, stuntman from Canada, he directed in, you know, cannon, the the Cannonball Run, which they did make too. And the one bad thing about this one, Mike, is you can't really stream it anywhere. I, I can't find it anywhere to stream, and that kind of sucks. So so does that mean it's not a cult classic? Oh, it's a cult classic, dude. It's really, I would oh, okay. say, a okay. classic. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Do you know okay. one other actress that appeared in that movie? Her name was Farrah oh, something. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> His name was what? <laughs> Farrah. Farrah Fawcett was in that movie, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett. All right. I still have her poster on my wall. Right. See? See? Now you know why I love the 80s so much, man. The 70s, too. IBM launches its first PC, which uses Mac's uh, or Microsoft's software, MS-DOS. That one's kind of boring, but here's the last and the bonus one, Mike. And this is one that I guarantee you, I mean, you may not know, and a lot of the Airhead Nation may not know. Okay, the first DeLorean DMC-12, that's the futuristic sports car. You know what movie that one was in, right? The DeLorean? Bro, was that was that possibly, was that like um, something about Into the Future? <laughs> right, we, we put that car in a shirt before, for heaven's sake. Yeah, yeah. The first yeah, yeah. car rolled off the assembly line on January 21st of 1981. Okay, but here's the tie-in that a lot of people have drawn. Remember in the movie Back to the Future, how many gigawatts was it? Oh, Jesus it was Christ. One, listen, it was 1.21 gigawatts. So they say the nod to the DeLorean was 1.21 January 21st, dude. I mean, how could you not put that together? Yeah, how can you not know that? I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody listening right now knew that right. answer to That's that question. a Back question. to the Future tie-in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's no way that everybody that was listening to this podcast did not know that answer but Mike. 
Mike's someone, the only one that had, did not know that. Someone had to have known that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I'm curious to find out how many people actually message you and say, I can't believe Mike didn't know that. I knew that as soon as you asked the question. Yeah, because the, the DMC-12, that it came off the assembly line in, uh, what was it, Ireland in, on January 21st, 1981. So, because I know Scotty the Scotty the body when he when he listens to the podcast, he always tells me, "Bro, I can't believe you didn't get that question." Right. So I, I I'm curious Scotty to know knew. if I'm yeah. So I guarantee you, Scotty the body knew knew that answer to that question. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm looking forward to. I thought about it the other day when I told someone about how we went down the car fix to to help uh, with having the trucks there. Uh, you know, Joel Crookshank and and. And Tim and uh, Scotty the Body, and you know, we all kind of helped to make it happen. Jeremy Bumpus obviously kind of pulled all the puppet strings, but I say all that, Mike, just because I think it's going to be cool. They said, someone asked me, well, when is it going to air? And I don't know. But it made me mm-hmm. think like Scotty the Body really came through, like he was fishtailing the Mazda that day, or the S10 that day. And yeah, the he, S10. Yep. He did a good job, you know. Dude, that V6 in there is no joke. Real deal. But listen, I know I know you're itching. You're out there on the parking lot of the dog track, and you are itching to get in there. I would just tell everyone, again, our intros are typically longer. We we do typically cover a lot more, but we're trying to kind of balance uh, the personal life, working on trucks, right, which is important for us. And then, of course, you know, um, Mike's you, you're getting all the stuff ready for the AVNs in January, right, because they're back on. You're not going to SEMA now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I okay. I told Mrs. Mayor that we're going to SEMA, okay. and they just moved SEMA to January, uh, I think it's January 4th to January 7th, Dude. and she got the plane tickets already, so we're on the way, bro. I like the way you work, man. Airhead Nation, enjoy this interview with Johnny Garage Johnson. He's a good dude. Stay on the rise, and uh, fishtail into next week. Keep it legal. And Mike, that's all I got, brother. Bro, look forward to seeing the Airhead Nation at OBI this weekend. And uh, if not, stay tuned, and uh, I'll be sending pictures off to to ODB, and uh, he'll be posting them up on social media for us. You got it, Mike. Be safe, brother. All right, homie. See ya. And I will say we have been talking mostly about Orange Beach Invasion, but Altered Metal is going down this weekend. Um, So have fun. I know many of you are going to be going there. It's unfortunate the way kind of the show's landed but the good thing is there's plenty enough to go around for everyone. And then, oh, by the way, on the West Coast, let's not forget our friends over on Forbidden Fantasy. They've got the show and shine going down. Uh, Ruben had asked me a couple times, hey, can you make it out? And I just can't. Um, it's just a little bit, go- you know, a little, little too much going on. But um, it looks like I'm going to kind of reset um, and try to uh, get to another show in the month of April. Um, I do also want to remind you guys that in one week from listening to this, if you're a day one listener, of course, is going to be Sparks in the Park. The Decorvers, they do such a fantastic job with that event up in Niceville, Florida. If you can, please make it out there. Lastly, our lifestylepodcast.com. On the left side, you can select the OLP digital show calendar. And uh, that's under the main dropdown. So you'll see where it says official OLP digital show calendar. You can tap where it says click here to subscribe. You'll get a pop-up. If you do have an Android device, you may have to send us an email. Uh, iPhones, it'll pop up and say, hey, do you want to subscribe? And for whatever reason, it doesn't work with Android, um, unless I send you the direct link. All of the shows that we constantly talk about are on there. So thank you so much to everyone that supports The Real Deal. And uh, we're going to roll in now to the audio. 
And I'll give a shout-out to a few more of the sponsors as we get going with Johnny Garage Johnson from Hardcore Garage. Gotcha. Hey, hey, as Mike and I mentioned, I'm super excited to talk to Johnny Garage Johnson, man. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing real good, man. How about yourself, bro? Man, everything is good, dude. When I came across, we'll talk about it, when I came across your channel on YouTube, I instantly became a fan because you're like just, you know, this this hardcore garage guy, and I love it, and we're going to talk about so much. But I want to kind of start off first and just say, do you mind sharing a little bit about, like, you know, who you are? Absolutely, man. Um, <laughs> how far you want to go back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you grew up, what, in the Northeast, right? Well, no, I, I was actually born in Long Beach, California. Oh, I did not know that. 1970 to 79, I lived in California. So, I, I, I mean, right off the bat, my, my dad was a custom uh, motorcycle painter. He was into fiberglass and, and spraying, like, uh, that big bass boat flake on bike, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Mexican designs and stuff like that. He was yeah. into that. So I was, like, you know, right immense in the, in the custom scene from as long as I can remember. Uh, wow. You know, my dad always had it. might not have been the coolest vehicle, but it had a cool paint job. <laughs> yeah, that's cool as hell. you got to have fond memories. I mean, I didn't realize that you grew up in, you know, LBC in California. Yeah. But, like, a lot of us think back, you know, to the 80s and stuff. But, I mean, in the 70s, I mean, surfing was, was huge. And I don't know you were younger, too, but, like, even – even uh, skating and then skateboarding and all that stuff. Do you have any memories of, or photos that you've seen from out on the West Coast? Ah, oh, man, I would probably have to go through some stuff and, and search. You know, like I said, I was ten years old was the you know the oldest. So uh, my parents was always taking me to Disneyland and places like that. I don't really remember wow. so much about that bikes or skateboards at that that point yet. I had a pretty cool little motorcycle that my dad had made for me. That you know, it was like your your pedal bikes. <laughs> Yeah, that's super cool, man. I know it, it. It's funny. I've also stumbled across like a lot of um, different uh, movie site locations and stuff, and and you find folks that are like even even though I'm not a huge theme park person, I enjoy like the history of certain things, and they talk about Disneyland and you know the the surrounding areas and stuff like that. But like since you were born out there, I mean that's just kind of cool that you have that West Coast connection there. Yeah, I've always, I guess, felt that I had somewhat of a connection, but to the lowrider scene, especially. Just my, my my dad and mom were friends with a lot of the Mexicans. And the, my mom always told me that I learned to speak Spanish before I spoke English. We didn't have a lot of money when we lived out there, so they didn't really have anything of significance until we moved out to Ohio. So my mom and dad both got really good jobs. But so, you know, my my, my growing up has been so mixed. Yeah, in, yeah. In the different things that I've seen, yeah. and I think that's kind of helped mold me of you know who I am today. Yeah, no doubt. And I was trying to think of the guy's name, Kurt Crucial, I had on. He has a channel called 80s um, or 80s Life. And he talked about when he was younger, you know, on the West Coast, but he didn't remember also a lot of those things. Because if you think back then, like, my dad liked to take photos, but like, if, if, if someone didn't have a camera, I, I mean, we didn't have things like we have now, of course, to be able to record and even, you know, video cameras weren't, weren't big back then. But that is cool how you have the, um, kind of the good mix right uh, of the yeah, different yeah. cultures and things like that well I, I moved to ohio in 79 so I, I was in the middle of the 80s you know i got to see all that stuff so that's really in ohio is where i i, I was a skateboarder I, I had my my bmx bike was a jmc shadow if you if you're old enough to remember oh. those 
I had a Redline MX2 as my first BMX bike. I had a Hutch Trick Star at one time. Just really? kind of went through all of them phases, just like everybody else did, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember buying my very first pair of Oakley eye shades. They were $60, <laughs> and my mom freaked the fuck out. Right. <laughs> Sorry about the language. No, no, you're good. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, all, right. all that stuff, can you believe, though, how, you know, we talk about 80s a lot on here. I'm a big fan of it, but... I, I always had a feeling that it was going to come full circle, but you never really know. And like, can you believe like how much the eighties has really just kind of came back, man? Oh dude, I, I'm so happy to see neon colors as much, as much yes. as I hated them back then. I love seeing that stuff nowadays. It yeah. bring back some fond memories, man. Of wearing the way too short shorts that we, yeah. that we had that were the radical, uh, bright green or bright pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the glasses and just the styles and stuff like that. And Oh yeah. OP. Do you remember that? Ocean yes. Pacific? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, I had, I remember being in elementary school wearing gotcha. But I also did there have a few TNC surf design stuff, and they had a. I think there was a store here. It probably wasn't their official store, but like even those two guys out in Hawaii that have come back, and I'm sure you've seen the stuff. But with the Thriller crew, like all those styles and stuff, it, it really kind of shows that it, it, it's pretty much timeless designs. Because yeah, you know who who could imagine forty years later? You're like, oh man, I, I want to have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's exactly the way you feel too. I gotta have that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other cool thing is you mentioned the bikes, and I, I, as I got older, I always wanted to get one and this and that, and then I met my buddy Tony, and he had a couple, and it kind of kind of it spawned off from there. But the bike stuff, like when I go on eBay all the time and I start you know looking for certain things, and I mean, can you believe that some of these bicycles cost as much as, well, before the inflation craziness, they cost almost as much of, if not more than a freaking car or a truck, dude. Oh, definitely, dude, and and a little story off that, and I can't remember, I'm thinking probably within the last 10 to 15 years is when BMX stuff, like, really started popping on eBay, mm-hmm. and I've been eBaying since 97, well, wow. I discovered it just coming across, I don't remember what it even was, like a, might have been a Redline bike that was, that sold for 3,000 bucks or some shit like that, and I was <laughs> like, oh my god, I still had, I still had my original, well, it wasn't the original JMC, but um, I was friends with the owner of the bike shop here in town, and, and it was like 85, 86, something like that. He had told me, JMC's going to go out of business, so I bought a frame and fork and, and put it away. Really? Had it all those years. It never got ridden as a, as a regular bike. One When the lowrider bike scene came in, we kind of lowrided it out and rode it around the yard and stuff like that, but never rode it hard. Um, JMC's were also famous for cracking. They were either really nice or they were a piece of crap. But anyway... I started seeing all these things pop, and I'm like, man, I, and I threw that frame and fork on there, and it, it sold for over $3,000. <laughs> um, then I went through my, my BMX action and, and the magazines from that era, the, the skateboard, trans world, stuff like that, and, dude, I made more money that year on eBay than I did my regular job. That's I got insane. the certificate from eBay about being the, the gold outstanding seller or whatever the heck it was. Wow. That is <laughs> and insane. I got rid of a lot of stuff that I probably wish I didn't, but... You know, it was just, it was in my attic. I hadn't looked yeah. at the stuff forever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So. And what's funny, keen listeners will just hear, I think I just heard an eBay alert a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? Crazy, we right? we got to have those. Right, right. We've got to have those. It's like the ring doorbell. It's like, I'm like, oh, eBay. <laughs> if um, it says NOS and S10, I get an alert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't give away all the secrets. But, you know, what's, no doubt, right? <laughs> what's crazy is there was a... Um, I was trying to find it. It there, so a few years ago there was a GT Performer. I think it was an '87. I think it was a GT Performer, 
and it was new in box. It had never been opened. Oh, it was wow. so- something where you know it got stored away and they forgot whatever. So like it sold a few years ago for like you know it was like three or four grand, maybe five grand. They were asking, I forget it, but it was it was kind of in that range. Well, whoever yeah, bought yeah. it, you know how this stuff will kind of move to the next person, and then they go, well, you know, the market's good, whatever. Well, it was just on eBay recently, and it was like something like fifteen or twenty grand for the buy it now. Dude. Oh wow! And, still in the box? Yeah, it was still in the box, and they had by then uh, the other seller they had opened it, and you know, but but the 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 paper was still wrapped around it and stuff, and it was just it's it's crazy to think. Now, granted, mm-hmm. you know, your average guy, like, you know, especially me, I'm not going to be able to go and maybe buy it. But I sometimes wonder if there's someone that's running a business and they just have so much money, they just go, well, I'm going to buy it for an investment or I just got to have it. I mean, there's all those kind of people out there. Well, I've, I've been basically a hoarder <laughs> my yeah. whole life. Yeah. I didn't throw nothing away. Um, but I, I, when I started doing this stuff here, found the eBay, and I was like, it's like the ghetto lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Buying things you think. Might be worth some money later on, <laughs> right? Dude, I like that man. And, and all of our stuff, all of the toys, they man that that we had in the eighties, all that stuff's big money now, man. <laughs> it is. Crazy. Yeah, I just saw some people that went to one of the toy conventions. It might have been in Canada this past week, and I saw people were posting stuff up, and you kind of zoom in on the photos, and you're like, "Damn, you paid a hundred bucks for this, three hundred for that." Like, you know, these people are going out there and they're spending a lot of money. And it reminds me of a story. Uh, Tony and I ran into a, a a guy in town, and he I won't go through the whole thing. I've kind of mentioned some in the past, but he goes on to say that he goes to these bike conventions all over, and he's like, "Yeah, I went to this one and spent twenty grand, thirty grand buying fiolas, buying this, buying that." And at first, I was kind of like, "Man, this guy could be just making this stuff up." And then we started talking more, and he showed us some stuff, and I was like, "God damn! Like this guy is like." He could have a BMX museum, you know, but it's just crazy that if you're passionate about stuff that, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's like you kind of, it kind of gravitates towards you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is crazy. But, yeah. um, if you see that some of the videos too, of my, my painter, he's got, I bet 50 bikes, probably wow. more than that, honestly, in, in his garage and, you know, from the eighties on up, he's one of them, he collects those newer, uh, SE flyers. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of those guys that like that stuff, but, um, yeah. Well, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, moving around 10 years old out to Ohio. Um, talk to us, like, yep. where, how, like, what was the bug? Now, obviously, I know, you know, the connection there with your dad, right, when you were younger. But, like, yeah. was that it? Or did you see trucks, like, in the 80s and go, dude, I want to do this kind of truck stuff? Or how did all that work? Um, I would probably say mid-80s, maybe 13, 14 years old, one of my dad's buddies had... Uh, probably like a 78, 79 Toyota that was made into a dually oh, with a sleeper okay. on the back. And I don't know if that was stock or if that was something somebody had done, uh-huh. but I fell in love with that. And I remember drawing that truck so much and saying, I want that truck. That was, And in my brain, it was kind of like a semi. I had the dually. So, uh, you know, I was I was going to my to the truck stops with my dad. We would travel, and I, I wanted the chrome ladies on the mud flaps and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. You know, kind of the trucker influence, a bunch of chrome which, you know, I never did end up with that truck. Um, with Along with the BMX racing, I was introduced to that from an older cousin that I had that had a brother, and both of them guys later on had, I want to say, 84, 85 Toyota SR5s. Wow. And that was probably my first introduction to actually seeing many trucks that were modified that I knew that had been changed. Both of them were kind of like that hot rod influence. They had maybe 8 or 10-inch wide 
center lines or welds on the back and little four inch wide on the front and they would drop drop the front you know pull the torsion bars out the front so it had a nice rake yeah and then one of them was an extended cab the older cousin and it had uh the, the kicker box if you remember back in the day that had two two tens and it looked like the third one in the middle that was a passive radiator ah kind of and two punch 150s the old school 150s under and i remember I don't know if I should say this on here either, but it's the first time I ever smoked weed in his system. I thought my ears were bleeding. I mean, legit kept rubbing on them because I thought they were bleeding. Listening to Iron Maiden as loud as you could possibly think, man. Dude, that is the life, bro. It was crazy. If we had a time machine, we could go back to that era right there, bro. (laughs) Oh, no doubt, dude. It was pure, pure. Oh, yeah, it was. Everything was pure back then. Um, And anyway, that cousin would be later on, he would be the one that actually painted my green and white truck. Oh, really? With the slime on it. He did the original paint job on that truck, which he, he died later on. But, uh, yeah, so he was a big, big influence on me as far as, as, far as many trucks and the style. He, that, that same Toyota later on had a target top, and, and I think it was a radical ground effect kit that I had sold him. Uh, topper, Lear topper with frameless back glass. Um, it, it was just badass. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. For the day. We, we didn't have no adjustable suspension quite yet at that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking to Johnny Garage Johnson. Uh, we'll talk more about his Hardcore Garage YouTube channel in a few minutes here. Uh, I would highly suggest, please go out there. He's on the verge. Congratulations on the cusp of 5,000 subscribers. Uh, that's a, I think I need 42. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great number. So, Airhead Nation, please go out there. Uh, I'm going to subscribe for my personal YouTube right now, so there's one less you need to get to 5K. But when you mentioned Ohio... Dude, I love in your videos the the you know I'll call it your compound or your little sanctuary, whatever. Is that where you live now? Yep, yep. I am in. I guess they want to call it Midwest Ohio. We are probably less than an hour away from Kentucky. Got it, got it. And it's it's. No, I'm way southern. It, yeah, it's such a beautiful place that you have, and you know you have your garage. Obviously, we'll talk some some about that, but. Did you have this vision when you ended up buying this place of going, hey man, I want to have this is going to be my hoarder heaven, or or what was it? Oh yeah, dude, I, I remember in the shoot, it probably been ninety two, ninety three, drawing a picture of exactly the way my house looks right now. Really? <laughs> Which, and I'll tell you to be honest, you know, my my house is pretty big. I think it's forty two, just just shy of forty three hundred square foot with wow. the two levels. The bottom is all garage, and I loved it. But I'm 51 now. I'll be 52 in December, and climbing these stairs is a bitch. <laughs> we are honestly, honestly looking at, at elevators. You know, you can get a really decent elevator for less than five thousand dollars nowadays. <laughs> wow, which is crazy. But yeah, it's 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 you know the, the BMX and the and the skateboard. I think just pretty much ruined my knees from back in the day. So yeah, and people uh, don't think about that. But you know, a lot of us are like, oh man, it'd be great to have a barnuminium or like what you're talking about with your your compound and your garage and stuff but then you know to your point there is the other side of it where you kind of go well man in hindsight like i've had fun all this time but hey the good thing is with technology you could add something like that to make you know to aid it on your body you know definitely definitely and, I, and i'd always recommend i mean that was my my plan all along garage on the bottom live up top but I would tell anybody now is build your house next to it with a breezeway or something like that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> now, I love the access. I can come down here when I want. It's hot. It's or you know, it's heated and cooled, same as my house. So it's always the right temperature. It's never, you know, never balls sweat or nothing like that when I go in my garage. <laughs> so that part's great. Yeah, that but is at the cool. same time, with the design, you really don't want to run cars inside because anything or or paint or anything, any kind of fumes go upstairs. Right, right. So, 
Now, Circo, <laughs> you got to be prepared for it. Right, exactly. Now, Circo, what year do you think, like, did you guys build your place? Like, are you talking, like, in the 90s maybe or to early 2000s? No, this house was built in – we bought the land in 96, got married here in 97, and didn't move in until 2002. Kind wow. of built the bulk of it out of pocket. Wow. We had a really good situation where we were staying. Uh, my mom, she took care of veterans. Uh, so somebody has to be there 24 hours a day. So my wife, that was kind of her job for a while. And we had free food, free utilities. Amazing. So dude, it was that's the perfect cool. situation, you might want to say. There was yeah. no reason to move out until we had our house built. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you kind of giving the backstory. And that's one of the cool things, or some of the insight that you're giving is, like, when I watch your videos, like, I'm like, you kind of inspire me to go, well, I need to get my ass off the couch and go work. You know, and I've heard people say that about me. But literally, I'm kind of passing it on to say, well, dude, I've seen your videos and you inspire me, like I said, to get up and go. But it kind of makes sense because I'm like, sometimes I'm thinking, man, it's kind of late. I don't want to go out of my garage right now. But you have a cool setup. Do you, does, it, does it help you um, in, in, in being able to go, you know what, I'm going to stay up till like 2 in the morning? Or as you're getting older, are you finding yourself maybe not like working as much overnight? Well, I I definitely don't stay up till two o'clock in the morning anymore. But I might get up at two thirty and come down here. Really? <laughs> if I fell asleep, you know, at nine or ten o'clock on the couch watching some TV, I'll I'll be I almost always come down in the, in the mornings, and that's when I get my most work done. Um, I generally wake up about four thirty, and I don't have to work until eight if I have to wow. work that day. Dude, that's so hardcore, I'll have bro. Pun three hours of of time. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just my everyone's asleep. The house is quiet. You know, there's no distractions at all. So. Yeah, to me, and, that's the best time, man, is mornings. <laughs> and, and that's a dedication, though. I mean, to me, like, like when you love something so much, you know, we're going to talk about these S10s and all your cool stuff you got in a minute, but when you love something so much, whether it's Lincolns or BMX or, in this case, mini trucks, dude, it must just, like, th- flow through your mind 24-7 almost. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and same with your job. If you can find something that you love to do, then you don't never feel pressured to to do anything really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, I've been curious because I've seen some of your posts and I like how YouTube, you can even post a photo and you can kind of do thumbs up and that type of stuff. But I've seen things where you talk about doing like, you know, some reno at the house, renovations and stuff. Uh, what do you do like for your normal day job, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, I, I own a garage door company. Um, I'm semi-retired is what I like to say right now because during the COVID, we kind of discovered that I didn't need to work nearly as hard as I was. Um, so I quit selling and installing doors and I'm just doing service now. Awesome. Um, and basically I check if your spring breaks on your garage door, I come and fix it. Or if your panels are beat up, I'll, I'll replace a panel or something like that. Put an opener up. I don't do any commercial work anymore. Um, that business was started in 05. So I got almost 20 years in on garage doors now. Yeah. Amazing. Which is and also I... my longest job I've ever had. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've had a ton of jobs. I don't. I don't stick around very long. I've always had a side hustle to where I I didn't have to depend on somebody if 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 I didn't like a boss or didn't like what I was doing. I bounce. Yeah, yeah, that made sense. Makes sense. And you yeah. know, I've seen you post about um, being kind of the garage door, like you know, being a guru with them, right? And it's kind of yeah. one of those things where if you think back to like when garage when people, you know. I guess like I've seen things in the fifties and sixties when these suburbans started popping up and, you know, people could afford a house and stuff, but like almost every house in every state, you know, well not every house, but so many houses have garage garages, right? And those springs and things like that do go out. So it is kind of a good maintenance type thing to be in, I would think. Oh yeah. Yep. It's constant work. I'm, I'm busy as I want to be every week. That's awesome. So, 
Yep. And and then down here in in the um in the Florida area, I don't know a lot about it, but I think like now with the Florida building code and stuff, you have to have certain, and I'm sure you, you experienced some of this up there with storms and whatnot, but you have to have certain, um, you know, higher end panels and things like that. And, and that's kind of crazy. Yeah, stuff. You guys have wind load doors down there, which I've never had to install any. They are, they're pretty, pretty sturdy doors that with a lot of back bracing uh-huh. and some of them even have like concrete yeah. uh, anchors. You know, to anchor the center of the door right to your concrete when you know a storm is coming. That's nuts, right? Yeah. It's crazy how things have changed. But look, I'm looking at your YouTube channel now, and there's like one of the um, the videos that you posted about seven months ago, but it was uh, this one sticks out. How many Chevy S10s can fit in a garage? The one thing that I've <laughs> noticed about your um, love for S10s is you have a whole like plethora of them, all different kind of. Uh, genres and whatnot. Talk to us okay, about. Well, maybe to be when... fair, those pictures and those aren't—they're not mine. Okay, I figured they maybe weren't <laughs> all, all yours. But talk to us. Like, when did you get your first S10? Um, I still have it. My very first one is that the one that later on became the green and white splash truck. Yep, uh, yep. Slime time, an '89 S10. I got it. I graduated in '89. Went to Dayton to ITT for college or whatever, whatever the tech school, and I was driving. My parents, they had an 85 ASC McLaren, which later on would, be, would become mine. Um, and I got into a wreck in a traffic circle. So when I came home that weekend, I had to have another vehicle for school. So we went and bought a bone stock white, no radio, no AC, no power, nothing, S10 straight off the lot. And that's the one that I still have that's torn clear apart. Only had 72,000 miles on it when it got tore apart in 94 wow. and has never been back on the road since. Wow. Now, what's the plan for it for those that maybe haven't got a chance to watch some of your videos? Um, it's it's got an all metal targa walk through suicide doors with the with the uh, the door tops are removed and welded onto the cab. Uh, it's got a topper with windows, a um, a sprint box, Texas tails molded in. I hate to even say this because it seems like every time I come up with some good idea, somebody steals it. But we <laughs> actually found. Two brand new NOS still in the four door blazer kits, and I cut them up wow. and made the blazer side skirts fit that S10. Dude, you're a jack so of I've all. I've never trades, have seen man. that before. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess I won't say me. I'm, I I designed and think up the stuff, but my dude Aaron Lynch from Lynch Concepts, the Reality Factor, he is the mastermind that's behind awesome. making all the stuff that the crazy ideas that I come up with. He he's the one that does them. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Uh, yeah. It's got molded in rear. Uh, it's it's a still in kit front front air dam. Uh, got we, we we actually had to had to take the rear because I somewhere along I, there's been so many different changes of the style since '94. You know, what I mean, I got these ideas in my head of how I wanted it to look, and then ten years later, it's still apart. Apart, and you're like, I, I don't even want that anymore. At one time, I wanted like the '56 Buick look with those graphics. If you can think about how that is, had the three little yes. portholes on the hood and um, kind of kind of '57 Chevy ish, and I wanted the the airbrushed chrome and all that on there, and then just Later on, the OG thing started coming back, and I'm like, man, you know what? We need to just put that thing pretty much back to the way it was, but make a version that if I had the money that I got now when I was 19, 20 years old or whatever, that's how it would have looked. Right. Wow. So, you know, I mean, everything that's in it that I've been collecting so far is mid-90s and down. You know, the, 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 the punch, right now I have a power 650 amp to go in it if I don't find the power 1000 by the time it's ready. Mm-hmm. The, the Dayton wire wheels, um, it's got a, a 7390 Alpine pull-out cassette player. <laughs> Sick, dude. I know. Like, 
when you when you're unboxing some of these things or you know just some of the stuff I see in your videos I'm going dude it's mind blowing you you did a video and I'm trying to remember because there's so many trucks you did a video where you found um a really really super clean S10 from an older gentleman I think and you yeah, went, a, a lady older a, lady a yep. lady and dude how do you you don't have to give away all the secrets, right? But you know, I'm into the Lincolns, and I know you, you know, you you subscribe to my channel. I appreciate that. And the Lincoln stuff is kind of hard to find, but the stuff you're finding in these clean trucks, like it, it truly is like a pursuit, isn't it? Well, that I call it treasure hunting. Yeah. But I think also because I've been doing it long enough, and people don't know know or people know that I don't bullshit. Yeah. That they'll call me. You know what I mean? When they have something for sale, and I get first dibs on a lot of things that way. Because I don't want to play around. I'm not going to try to, you know, dicker with your price. If you got a price in your head and, and I want it, I'm going to pay that price. Yep, yep. That's, that's just the way it is. Yep. And, and I will travel just about anywhere to get what I want. Yeah, that's the crazy thing because he, here's the, the way my mind works. I think, like, I had some extended family that had lived in Ohio for a while. My, I think it was my aunt. And, you know, I've been there, but in my mind, being a Florida dude, I think of that that's like a Rust Belt area, right? It could just be in my head. My wife, she's from Pittsburgh. So how do you find these trucks that are so clean? Is it just like the older folks that maybe just had them in the garage for so long? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, I guess if you want to say barn fine, that's the word people love to throw around. But if you look now, and I think the prices are really what's driving them out. There are a lot of people have S10s that they just bought and, and didn't really drive that much. Yeah. It wasn't a super nice car that you took to the movies, and it just, you, when you needed a pickup truck, it was a super affordable thing to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like the Cameo, that's one of the words that pops up in your little intro that I love. Yeah. The Cameos, yeah, talk to us a little bit about those, man. Uh, 89, 90, and 91 were the only years, and there's so much debate over the amount of numbers that there were. Uh, people used to say there was 37, 89s. Well, we pretty much have shot that out of the of the, the water. I've been keeping track for probably every bit of 15 years, and I, I've got more than 37 on my list of ones that I know for a fact exist. So 37. There's definitely more than 37. Probably maybe 370 might be more of a reasonable guess. Um, wow. 490 or 471 in 89 and then back to 370 i think in 90 or 91 i'm sorry that's also when they did the front end change to the one piece grill and the round fog lights um it was the cameo was kind of the very first sport truck that there was that i mean they had sports obviously before that but as far as ground effect styling and all that i i don't know if they had the typhoon in the back of their mind already but this was like the test to see if people would buy into that the, the sporty looking trucks and yeah, and what's crazy is if you look back, you know, I collect magazines as you do uh, to a certain extent, and when I look back at the old sport truck and, and those advertisements around that era, that era, you had kind of that, that OBS truck that was making its waves, right? Eventually, I don't know all the history on OBS when the 454s and stuff came out, but that era, dude, I look back to the advertising and stuff and just go, dude, it, it was super sick, man. Yes. I love the ads. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Also, in that whole line, a lot of people don't know that GMC had a version of the Cameo called the Californian ST. Oh, which really? was basically identical, other than had the GMC grill. And it's reported, I have the ad actually still somewhere, that, sh that there was only 50 of them. Really? And that was pre-Cyclone? Yep. Wow. And I've seen, I think, three. I think I've seen two red ones and a white one. Yep. Do you think, and like... Of course, the first Cyclone... Those 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 extended cab you know top speed cyclones they had 
a modified version of the cameo kit on them. Yeah, interesting. I though that's what I always like. I think of those as like a spinoff, right? As like a yeah. stepchild, you know, ish. But the California style, I have seen ads or I've seen a write up on that before. And now, were those technically like an S fifteen or because I, I don't? Yeah, I always yeah, got exactly. confused F15. over the S fifteen. Yep, S fifteen is just the GMC version of the S ten. There's absolutely no difference. Not one's not longer, bigger, better, nothing. Got it. Now my dad had same options all the way across the board. I spent many days and many miles in an 88 Jimmy, dude. That's what my dad had when I was a there kid, man. And I was looking on there eBay the other night, getting ready for this interview, and I was looking for S10 stuff, rare stuff. I was like, man, what goes through Johnny Garage Johnson's head, right? And sure enough, <laughs> it pops up on there on eBay, and it was the same gauge cluster from the Jimmy, and it looked like it was – I mean, it wasn't brand new, but it looked brand new. And it was something, you know, going for like 130 bucks or whatever, you know. And it just brought me back to that era before, you know, stuff got crazy with the computers and stuff. Like even 94S10 that I had, it was right before they really started adding the airbags and all that stuff. And to me, like 88 to like 94, there's so much gold out there, man. And and, and if you got extra cash, you should be buying up right. <laughs> S10s specifically just because I like those. But mini trucks or, or really any... There's any low mileage car from 1980 to 1990, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be gold. Yeah, <laughs> people it, are just they're tripping. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy how like a lot of that stuff in the 80s. You know, we think back to a lot of the the clunker 80s GM cars and stuff, and I look back at them and say, God, like the Cavalier and this and that, and you know, kids that I knew that they had them, they were customized, like the Chevettes (laughs) and stuff. And then you think, like, how could any of this stuff ever be cool? And then you kind of get to like now, where it's like a brand new truck, sixty grand. You kind of go, well, man, you know, (laughs) I'll take anything. You know, something that was five hundred bucks before is like three grand now. So yeah, it it is crazy. And you can fit two S10s in the spot that a normal truck will fit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A true mini truck. That's my logic to my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. So uh, talk to us about some of the other, because when I, when I go through my head, I'm thinking green, I'm thinking red, I'm thinking this. You have several different ones in your stable right now, right? These dimes. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of them. Well, right here at the house, we got the, the red cam. I'm just looking out. I got my garage door open. The okay. red cameo is sitting there. The green, which is an 89, the green 91. Lime juice is what we've kind of named it with the wires. Yep. It's got hydraulics on it. I've uh, been playing around with that, having a lot of fun hopping that thing. And, and it's kind of been something to train me to get ready for getting my original 89 back because it, it is also hot, has hydraulics. Um, I've got the 03 four-wheel drive out there that is my work truck that's got the racks and everything on it. Um, the 90 is kind of – my dad drives it. it it's kind of a retro um, – 50s if you want to say he's got the the moonies and and the little like cop lights on the front and stuff like that uh-huh. <laughs> um and then in the back i've got three parts trucks and they're all 92s two standard cabs and then one extended cab and then in the garage right now i've got the uh, 93 typhoon and i'm actually sitting in the back of it talking to you that's <laughs> sick dude um there's the 89 the one that's the, the red with the fade D90 stripes and the 91 ST, the super clean black one. They're at my mom's in winter storage. And then the original 89 is at Aaron's still. So that's that's 11 yep. S10s altogether. <laughs> now, what is – that's insane. When you think back, there's <laughs> one part that comes to mind, my favorite mod on trucks, the listeners will know, 
and there's one like rare part on these trucks I love. What's the one thing like if somebody were to say, and you might you probably own it or you own the truck, but like if you think about these S10s right from this era, whether it's a part or a specific make or model, is there one thing to you that in your heart is like the holy grail? Two things actually, and and we probably are going to agree on one thing. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, number one, we'll start with number one is is the. C.R. Lawrence window. Yes, ding, ding, ding. You got mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I actually have both their windows. I have the power slider and I have the, the power light limo style. I remember hearing you say that, yep. The power slider is brand new in the box. Um, I kind of want to put it in the ST just because it's such a nice truck too, but I just don't know yet. I, I went out and I bought a, an NOS four-wheel drive switch, which was almost 200 bucks. <laughs> wow. um, so I will have it, you know, the look factory in the dash if I do decide to do it. And that's, that's kind of what I did with the cameo as well as I used a four wheel drive switch and some relays to make it, you know, operate the window up and yep. down. Yep. The second thing is probably, I mean, as far as like non custom, just stuff that you can find, if you can find it is the, the checkmate tonneau covers, man. I love those things. I, I've had probably 15 to 20 of them really? in the last 10 years that I've bought and sold, um, deep right in the beginning of the pandemic, my daughter went with me to Chicago doing 90 miles an hour in my, in my work truck and passing cops. And there was only like 10 people on the highway and nobody gave a fuck. We blew through all the toll road, their boots and everything. <laughs> went up there and bought a brand new NOS. Again, how in the heck did that ever happen that this thing was from 90s and no one ever used it? It was never drilled. I, have the, I got the original instructions with it, plus a set of laminated instructions that the dude made for me just to have. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to the first one, um, I loved your video. And again, you can check out uh, Hardcore Garage on YouTube. Look for, um, just search Hardcore Garage, two words total. Um, when you did the Power Light CR Lawrence window installation, I loved it because there's a few videos that you'll sometimes find someone bumping the window, but really nothing in detail. And your video was a good um, installation video. I never even thought about it for the fact that the way you had to stick it through the back window, I guess I just yeah. never saw someone install it, so I didn't even realize. But you also had a little bit of a tight kind of uh, insulation too, right? Super difficult insulation. And people kept saying, use a rope where you can't get your hands behind the thing at all on the bottom, so there's no way to remove your rope if you did have a rope wrapped around it. The way that it extends in too, that there's... It's just so weird, though. I mean, I I, I I was ready to give up several times we were trying to put it in, but, I mean, now, I'm it, like like you said, it's my favorite thing at all. On the, yep. I love playing with the Switch, and, and I can see people's eyes behind me in my rearview mirror when I'm at a stoplight, and I drop it about four or six inches, and they're just like, what? They're like, that's not a Tundra, you know? But <laughs> Right, right. What is that? Is that a Del Sol? <laughs> yeah, and and I had, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting one for the full size, the 88 to 98, or excuse me, the... Um, the 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 C30 that I have, but there was another guy that had a white dually that I used to hang out with, and he had one in that truck, and he's like, yeah, it has really rear back window, and I don't know what it was, but I I guess I didn't know about it at that time, how rare they were, and now I wish I would have gotten it because those things I've even reached out to Cr Lawrence, I have emails with them. Where I was like, hey, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we made it from this to this, we you know we stopped production and like early 92 they, they 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 gave specifics and i was like well look with the popularity of the c10 being so popular and oh by the way 88 to 98 obs now why wouldn't you bring it back and they're like nope 
we we won't do it. I was like thinking. I think because I've I've seen three different versions. They all look basically the same, but the way that they were driven was slightly different. Some have cables, others had like a like a rubber spring system and stuff like that. I think they never quite perfected it. Is why they Maybe. just stopped doing them. I tried to buy parts off of them, and they're like, no, nope, no. Nope. They told me exactly what I needed. The gear tape is what it's called that runs my style. And you know, I had to go look and find other cars that use that same stuff for their windows. Yeah, and you might be the only guy that knows this because you kind of have a footing with, uh, you know, the accessories, and you've just been a fiend all these years. With all due respect, um, when I did like a deep dive, like every year or so, I start like diving into, uh, you know, roll down back windows, and I look in my photo album, and I'm looking for videos and just anything I can get. Um, you know, even the old wagons that had them, you know, to a certain extent. But yes. there's been people that have said the 88 Ford Ranger, quote, Bigfoot edition, supposedly had a roll-down window in it. And I don't know if it was a bonnet from, like, the Ford Bronco. Explored, like, truck has one. Right, but isn't that, like, the middle part, right? Yes, yes, not the whole back window. Right, you're right. Yeah, and I found oh, people man. that have yeah, said I, like an 88 Ford, and I don't know if some of our listeners may know, an 88, I think it was 88 Bron- no, 88 Ranger, but it was, quote, the Bigfoot edition, supposedly had one. They're like, man, if you're ever in a junkyard, look for those. But, you know, you I some of this stuff Bigfoot is so edition. random, you know. So Right, right. Well, it, we're working off everyone's memory, too. So <laughs> Right. We didn't have phones back then, right? <laughs> well, I've because of the windows. Also on that line, I've, I've uh, because I collect everything. I've tried to collect every glass back window that they ever made for an S10. The, you know the different styles of sliders, the the power blimos, power slider, the the um, uh, the breezer. I have one of those. It's in the ninety. The only thing I don't have is a flex through. Really? Yeah, the flex throughs. Which man, those are super cool. And being that it's real glass, that's what ever blows everyone's mind, that they're able to flex that much with tempered glass and not pop. <laughs> yeah, and you know who has really um, cornered the market on those? There's a there's a page in the Matrix World, 720-era brand. And, of course, you know, they're not S10s or 720s. But, dude, they have posted so many of these guys on the West Coast, like new minis and just so many different truck clubs, man. They have got... I have seen more of those flex windows on those 720s in one place in these photos than I've ever seen anywhere. And I think it's just insane how many, you know, that peop- how many are still out there, you know? No doubt. That's yeah. one. To do the, 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 the limo style, I remember seeing tons of those in full size. I no, never remember seeing any S10s. I don't never remember seeing any flex dudes in an S10. Um, ben Osborne has one um, that that's, I, yes. <laughs> I about try to kill myself. Not buying it off of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben's a name that a lot of people know, especially listeners, and he is a he's a true fiend, right? I mean, I mean that with all due respect. And I think isn't he the guy that also he is Ben the one that he's trying to remake some of the parts, the trends parts and stuff like that too. I'm trying to think if that was Ben, but I know he's a I'm not sure he might be a, a collector of that. But here's why I do the deep dive. So I've never found this site before. I just did a quick search, and I landed on the rangerstation.com, uh, Bigfoot okay. Cruiser Ford Ranger. Scroll down. I'm like, okay, great photos. You know, you can't really see the back window. Well, then here they go. They've got the pamphlet. In the mid-'80s, uh, Bob Chandler and his Bigfoot trucks led one of the fastest-growing sports, blah, 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 and it kind of goes on. And it says the Bigfoot Cruiser started out as a dark shadow blue 87 XLT Ford truck. And it goes on to say, underlined, C.R. Lawrence power back window. Dude, I nice. finally have confirmation on that. There you go. But it's pretty cool that 
it extended to like something that you know some package that you could have bought. It looks like in June of '86 to no December '86 to June '87. Insane. Right. Uh, they also had those in the uh, Marlboro Cyclones that they were, you know, they had the ten that they gave away. They had the the limo window in. Oh, it. really? I didn't know that. Yep, along with the target top. Dude, that <laughs> is insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, you and, you've got so much knowledge and history of just kind of those era trucks too. And and that trick, the, the Cyclone was um, the target one was made from ASC, which like you heard me say, like, um, I had an ASC McLaren. Yes. Way back in the day, which. Um, I don't know if you've seen the videos of it. it. It was it was about the same color green as the S10 that I have. It had wires on it, um, but that was a limited production Mercury Capri back when the Capris yes. looked like Mustangs. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. It was a convertible. Yeah, yeah. That, that the top went down inside of a of a metal cover, tonneau cover, just like a you know a Corvette or a Mercedes. So it was, yep. it was pretty balling, man, for for the nineties <laughs> or actually eighty five. So. <laughs> yeah, and I've even seen some of those adver- some of those ads and stuff, looking up Lincoln stuff or Lincoln Mercury, and then boom, I land on that. It reminds me too, uh, you know, knowing that you love the trucks of that era. My buddy Tim Davis and I, I call him TD. We talk about even though I wasn't, I guess at a certain age, I was a fan of this, and then you know, as a mini trucker, I was kind of like, eh, I don't like it. But when I look back and I see the Mustangs of the era from like Menace to Society with kind of the reversed yeah. offset wires. Dude, that yeah. really that gets the nostalgia going for me, man. Yeah, that's that's my favorite style. Honestly, is, is the fifteen by ten reverse offset, big meaty wheel. We called it the fat look. You, you had the big Dumbo mirrors, and your everything just sticking out and hanging out there like a a fat chick in a bikini, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stretch tires that 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 was. I don't know. I don't know if it was just in my brain. That was the funnest times of my you know of my youth, or or what. I mean, that just that's the style that is is my favorite. I mean, that's. Oh, that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, that's one of the other reasons why I like watching Johnny Garage Johnson's uh, Hardcore Garage channel is like the lingo that you use. It, it's like it's like perfectly like you, you kind of you make me feel like you kind of transported out of the eighties, right in the early nineties. And, and I love <laughs> is that a it, good dude. Thing? Yeah, it's a good thing because it, it goes it fits right in. And this is why I think YouTube is so great, right? Because you you like you'll hear a lot of people say, "Well, hey, if you if you want to." If you want to grow your channel or you want to, you know, get the views and stuff, you have to put the content out there. Well, that's what you've been doing, and all of your stuff just kind of flows together. That's your style, you know. So I think that's, that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the compliments, dude. Yeah, man, for sure. Now, when um, when I see some of your videos, right, I see like you got the Oakley display case. You know, I've seen some sunglasses. I've seen the mirrors that you recently reopened, but I also see like in your garage, it kind of. Some of the the slatting or whatever on the walls, it kind of gives me a vibe of like an old school truck accessory shop. Do you have some of that stuff? Is that is that the vibe I'm getting? Well, I, I owned a shop ninety. Let's see, it would have been probably the summer of ninety till about ninety four. I had a, a, a truck custom shop. It was called Dreams in Motion. If you've ever seen that sign on the wall in the videos, ah, yeah. And I I sold a lot of stuff, and it's kind of kind of sad. You know, it, life kind of happens to you. You know, I, I got married and had a kid and built a house and all this and kind of fell off on the whole mini truck part of it. And I, in, in the whole realm of moving from, you know, where we were to our new house and stuff, I, I got really frustrated with a lot of the old crap that I'd been hauling around for the, the last 20 years. And, and man, I, I burned 
a bunch of stuff that I that I totally wish I wouldn't have. You know, double wipers, and I actually I burned up a, a convertible kit for an S10 wow. that was a display unit that I had made from my old shop. It was on pink felt, you know, big old board, and <laughs> I just didn't have the room in yeah, my life at yeah, that moment. I, yeah. I had had a Harley, and you know, it, it, and oh, I kicked myself in the ass. But that's kind of what you see is is me, I guess, recreating kind of my shop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this, you know, my, my garage isn't a, a place that, that I, you know, do work for other people. It's, it's all hobby in here, but I kind of wanted that feel, you know, of, of a shop and, and a display area for whatever nicest vehicle that I have. I have a parking spot just specifically for whatever vehicle I want to sit there. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of like, since you kind of were in the business for a while, right. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, our friend Ron Perkins over, you know, at Hamburg weekend wear and, and some of our good friends, you know, they've worked in the truck accessory business as well, but if you think about where trucks are now, the popularity, especially of, of the Dimes and 88 to 98s and, of course, C10s have just exploded, sometimes you kind of wonder, like, well, why wouldn't an OEM or why, why wouldn't one of these aftermarket, aftermarket companies go and go, hey, we're going to make, we're going to start making Tonos again, or we're going to make the, the topper camper shells with windows, right? But I guess, like, you and I may love it and the listeners may love it, but the amount of research development and like to produce the parts, I guess there's just not enough people out there to buy them, right? Well, I keep wondering, and and I totally stand behind the statement 100%. Right now, anything that you do to a bone stock truck, you're taking away from the value. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's just the way it is. Those trucks have moved into that to the the Chevelle and and the Camaros. That, that that's what they are now. They are. I mean, people can argue that that they're not because it's just a cheap ass truck. But the people like me that drove these when you was in high school, now you got the money and you want to have something nice, or you know what I mean, nicer than you had back then. And I mean, you can see it the, the prices that these are. Th- did you see the Typhoon just went for one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars? I heard about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, if they would have had anything done to it, that never would have brought that kind of money. Right. You know well, what I mean? Well, here's, Anything done to it. Here's an example. Raina Brothers, R-E-Y-N-A Bro Designs on Instagram. You know, many folks follow them. And he um, he had posted uh, just this week, and he says, well, I can't keep them all. He's got, a, he's got a, I think, a 60 Caddy he's been working on. But this is a um, an 88 to 98 OBS. It's the earlier years because it's got the older interior. 5.7 drop, 22-inch wheels, you know, wheelward brakes, no trade, super clean. Regular cab truck, Okay. Static drop forty grand is the asking price. Now, granted, you know what? It looks like the price isn't listed here. No, no, it is. It's it's on the actual image. It says for sale forty k OBO. Like when I saw that, like I'm not taking away. From, I mean, dude, I'm going. Hey, get your money, no problem. But yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it actually hit me today that that's a regular cab, early '90s pickup, right? Static drop, some wheels that probably going to get changed down and whatnot. An asking price of forty k, it really hit me today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, what can you buy a new truck for right now, though? Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's you can't touch it. I mean, that's the crazy. I mean, my wife's little SUV was damn near fifty thousand dollars for a freaking terrain. I you know. know what I mean? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's a Denali, but it's still a terrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That, that's. I, I guess you can't. You can't convince her to to, to drive the S10, right? <laughs> Occasionally, which honestly, to be the red S10, the reason I got it was for my daughter. Yeah. But she just, it, it's got a little bit more modifications than I probably wish it had for her driving it. Yep. So she does isn't comfortable driving it. Every time she's ever drove it, if it's not like concrete or blacktop, 
she gets into it a little bit too hard that you know the gas pedal isn't quite like a new car and she spins out and <laughs> and it scares the crap out of her so she doesn't drive it too much but my wife she'll drive the heck out of the cameo she likes it oh yeah now from a buyer perspective if somebody was you know we got we got uh, hardcore um you know many truckers that listen to this we've got some younger kin folk that are kind of getting in the game and stuff if somebody were to go, hey, I live in Minnesota, I live in Canada, I live in you know California, wh- whatever the climate is, and they go, hey, I want to buy an S10, what would you give them? Like one piece of advice? Are you getting underneath it with the screwdriver, checking the rust? Like, what's your one piece of advice for someone that might be looking for a clean square dime? Um, just yeah, just look over it, man. You you, you should be able to tell uh, when you crawl under a truck if it's if it's had work done to it or not, or if it's still factory. You know, there there should be some rust on almost any truck that's. 40 years old um make sure it runs good an s10 it it, they're they're super simple to work on for one thing if it's if it's driving and riding good when you get it you're probably not going to have any major problems Mm -hmm. got it the door sag you get a lot of that on an s10 that'd be something that you'd probably want to and again you know door pins are easy enough to to swap out yeah uh, I, I, I probably would encourage people to, to buy it regardless if they can afford it. <laughs> buy right, it. Right. <laughs> you can always resell it. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool to me to, to piggyback off that is, you know, we've seen the C10 market blow up. We're kind of starting to see the OVS market blow up. But many truckers, you know, what we consider ourselves, we've never really had a crazy market for minis. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you can start getting into the cyclones. You can get into, you know, stuff here and there. But I think you're right. We really have gotten to a, a period where some of these trucks, I think, are going to continue to go up in value. Especially like I, I love the Mitsubishi, you know, Mighty Max. You know, to, to find one that's clean, yeah. it's yep. not super DC. cheap. Yeah, exactly. So that stuff, I think, is going to continue to go up in price. Absolutely. And, and and I'm not discouraging people to modify trucks, but I just, you know, all kinds of people say, "Hey, what are you going to do to that new ST?" I'm like, "Truck." 33,000 miles, I'm not going to do anything to it. (laughs) I I have 11 trucks. Why do I need to make every one of them? In my brain, the ultimate, ultimate to me would have been if I could have found an 89 white five-speed Iron Duke that was just like my slime time and put it away. You know what I mean? Low mileage, that way I had exactly the way it looked on the the lot, and I got the totally modified version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I get so much looks. I mean, I get a lot of looks in driving any of the trucks, but just driving around that factory, ST, I mean, old people, young people coming up to you at the gas station being, oh, my God, I can't believe how nice this thing looks. What year is this? How many yeah. miles are on it? <laughs> yeah, and, and I thought of, um, you know, I th- had that same feeling, like, because, you know, you you and I have exchanged some comments here, here and there about the Lincolns. And it's like the 65 that I had gotten. It's such a nice car. Like somebody could be like, man, you need to cut this car. You need to put hydros. Dude, like you couldn't pay me 50 or 75 grand, maybe or 100 grand to even go, let's cut this car up. It's like that nice. And it's like I right. finally got something that's nice enough to go, you know what? I would just not cut this car up. It's just that nice. You know what I mean? So that's I know a the good feeling. feeling. Yeah. It, it definitely is a good <laughs> it's feeling. It's really good feeling. And I also got the. Uh, the the uh, sixty four olds that's that's on air with wires oh, it's yeah. kind of the, really screws with people's mind calling things low riders and mini trucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the cool thing because with the minis you know you have you have a couple stock you, as you mentioned you got the hydros um, you have I'm trying to think you have one or two on bags I know no I have no S tens on bags no S tens on bags for some reason I thought you nope, did just the sixty four yep. just the sixty four and then the green one is the one that you the green S ten 
Slime Time, that's the one that you've you've constantly kind of showed us. Like I remember when you first got it, you're like, man, is this thing gonna hop? You know, and then you you started to kind of do this whole refresh of the of the hydros. Yeah, yeah, that that's lime juice. Slime juice. <laughs> Or lime I know it's confusing. Excuse There's me, so lime, many names. It's lime juice, right? Yeah, slime time is the original one with the That's slime right. paint job. Okay, got yeah. it. Um, yeah, dude, it's I. I pretty much you know rebuilt, rewired everything in there, and and that was um, even back in the day. I, I never really had the, I guess maybe the knowledge to know how to hop a truck. I mean, my truck would get a little bit of air on like a second or third hop, but it's all about that rhythm and trying to get that thing to to bounce like a basketball. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And and then, when you get that right into that that rhythm, it, it feels so good. And, it, and it's like a kid playing. Do you remember those models they had, the, the Impalas that would hop? Yes. Back in the day with the cord and stuff, that, it, it feels just like a big one of those, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks easy, but like you said, it takes a little bit of the, the the patience and skill to get it down. And you're beating the crap out of it. You know you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched Long, Long Beach Lloyd on YouTube, and he talked about that recently with the 61 that they call the kind of the Tupac. It was in the Live and uh, Die in L.A. video, and he talks about hopping it, and he loves driving it. But he said, you know, you really have to, as a lowrider guy with a hopper that you're driving, cruising the mean streets in Cali, you got to go back and tighten stuff. you got to check things, and obviously a lot of those cars are, you know, box frames and stuff. But, I mean, we've all been at car shows when we've seen them blow out the ball joints and all that, and that shit ain't fun, you right. know, as you get older. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not. It is no fun to be stuck on the side of the highway on the way home from a show, for sure. Right, And, right. and you're talking about lowriders, man. That, oh, my gosh, I'm just in my brain. You know, you think of all the gold and chrome that are up under them things. and I mean, them guys really, really put everything into their cars. Yeah. and it, It's a family tradition. <laughs> yeah, it is, and you'll see them. You know, as many truckers, uh, we got to a point where a lot of us started going, okay, well, I'm going to trailer my stuff because, you know, I got powder-coated frames and I got chrome, this and that. But these lowriders, I mean, they will go and drive these cars, full graphics underneath them, hop them down the street, park yeah. them, clean them, and win best of show the next weekend at, yeah, you know, yeah. the, they just had the lowrider super show in L.A. at the Long Beach Convention Center. Dude, like, imagine a lot of those cars were probably out cruising around that previous week, you know? That, that's that's the, the cool thing. And, and I and I totally respect that. I, I, I guess from a you know young kid, I wanted a trailer queen. I don't know if that's what most people want. I, I hear people dogging them a lot of times, but... I I want a vehicle that is so nice, <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm going with with my '89 S10 that this one time I just where you just it looks so good you don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when you have multiple, like if you you know if you have you know these other S10s that you love driving this that old features, yeah. then you know you kind of go well hey I've got this one over here and that's kind of the way Bada Bing has been. It's like I don't drive it a lot, but it brings me joy in a different way that maybe something else yeah. couldn't. You know what I mean? It's a piece of art. Yep. That's, <laughs> really. I appreciate that. Ghetto art. How about that? <laughs> hey, that's my kind of <laughs> art right wanna... there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I don't know anything I mean, about Da Vinci. We all, we all have our thing that, that just, like you said, makes you happy, makes you smile. That's really what your truck should do, whether or not it's having to drive it or having to look at it sitting in your corner, your nice-ass garage, and, you know, it looks like some cherry pie that's ready to be eaten over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's something crazy. I talked to an old buddy, and, uh, you know... <laughs> He kind of, you know, we've all had friends that got out of the the truck stuff. Maybe you were a car guy, and they were, and then they got out of it, and you know, they got married, or you know, whatever. Their life went a different route, and they kind of got out of it. And that's what he did. He kind of totally got out of stuff. And he, you know, he he mentioned to me the other day, and he goes, "Man, I've like purged all those memories, the photos." He goes, "You know, I I look at it as like it was a big waste of time and money." And there's some people like that. 
But I look yeah. at it, and hey, that's that's the way some people feel about this stuff. The way I look at this right. whole truck stuff is that it brings me a lot of joy to think back and look at the magazines and and do and 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 meet people like you that are so passionate about it. And I look at it and say, you know, uh, I'm never going to stop doing this kind of stuff. You know, as as far as I, as long as I have the health to do it, I'm going to keep doing it because this is the shit I love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. As long as you can. I mean, yeah, you, 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 if your buddy's not happy, then that's probably might be what's wrong with him. Yeah, <laughs> but if yeah. he is, then that's great too, man. I, you know, uh, on that same line, you know, I, I got I don't know maybe ten tattoos. I ain't never been like heavily tattooed, but I've always thought when I look at my tattoos, I would sell them all back for the price I paid for them. because <laughs> yeah. they don't mean anything to me anymore. I mean, I got them at certain points in my life, but it isn't really. It's not a story or nothing like that. My, my stuff's so random. It just yep. It, <laughs> I feel that, you know what I mean, on yeah, a different level. That, on a different level. <laughs> and the other reason yeah. why it popped back in my head that I wanted to bring that up is behind, you know, us, you know, dudes that love what we do, and there's obviously some ladies out there as well. But, you know, behind, like, the stuff that I'm doing, I'm in here recording, talking with you, you know, I got an awesome wife that, that supports my, you know, my truck habit, right? But you also mentioned your wife, and, you know, you have to have a pretty cool wife to go, hey, Let's build this cool little place. You know, it's our house, but it's your sanctuary as well. And she kind of supports your habit. It sounds like, man. Absolutely, man. She she lets me run off with with the neighbor <laughs> anytime <laughs> <Right>. I want. <laughs> right, My right. neighbor's got. He's the one with the trailer and the and the rig and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. We've been married since '97. She's she's a, a wonderful person. Uh, I got one daughter with her that's going to be 20 and uh, next Saturday. Matter of fact. Um, and and yeah, she's she's well. She she originally was going to the shows, you know, back way back in the day before we were ever married in the early '90s. Hamilton Mini Truck Nats and stuff like that. She went to that one with me. Wow, that's was cool. a Mini Truck girl, kind of, you know. Yep. <laughs> no, that's cool. And you know, happy early born day to her. And uh, you know, it'll be this weekend, I think you said. But um, a name popped in my head earlier that I wanted to ask you about, and I forget. I always want to say he was like. Indiana, Ohio, but there was a guy you probably remember maybe hearing Lenny Groover. I think it's our yes, Groover. Lenny Groover. Gr- yeah. Sure. He yeah. was in my wedding. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in my wedding, but he was here. No wedding. <laughs> like, if you think back, you know, to the stuff that he built in that era, you know, that truck was rebuilt twice. Oh I saw God. it at SEMA 03 when it was the second version. That guy was doing okay. some pretty innovative stuff, man. Oh, definitely, definitely. They had uh, some write ups about him, you know, yes. kind of innovating the whole scene, bringing that, the hot rod like the Boyd look over with that Carson top and stuff like that. Yep. Amazing dude, man. He is so <laughs> one of the coolest guys I probably have ever met doing this. And I met him and I, I don't remember if it was, a, if I'm just thinking of making this up, but I, I feel like that he told me when we went to the uh, mini truck Nats in Pigeon Forge in 91, which would have been the second uh, mini truck Nats, wow. I threw one of my shop's Frisbees out the window, just going down the highway <laughs> and they pulled over for whatever reason and found the motherfucker. No way, and that's how we made a connection later on. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. Well, if you, if any of the listeners Google's name Lenny, and I, I said it, it's Groover. Groover, G R U V E R. Yep, and you'll see Gro- Groovy's House of Hack. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh that, that was that was that what it was called? I didn't remember that. Yeah, um, that's his that's his garage name, and he is into vans now. He he still has the truck, but he doesn't even screw with them. Yeah, um, that's insane. And if you remember, do you remember his truck when it was white by any chance and had the fender skirt? Yes, I do. And you know what? You you are one of the few people that I know that could rattle that off. And it had like a cab visor, and I think it was red and white. 
Do you remember the the um, the window visors that had the mirror incorporated in them? No, I don't remember those. It was the ones that just just went up the front, the A pillar. They didn't go on the top edge of the window. But anyway, I have those that were on his truck originally, really? and they're wow. going to go on my little wall art blazer. At least the passenger side one will. Yeah, that is sick, dude. Crazy. Yeah, to excite you was when it was like the copperish color, right? And then it was yep, it, yep. originally it was green like, before that. Green before that with those crazy wheels, and then obviously, and, they, and the color was actually called summer yellow, but it had a green pearl. Is why it made it look green. Ah. That's uh, sick, solid dude. topper. He was one of the first guys that I remember having um, hydraulics that was ran off of his power steering pump. Dude, that is insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he, uh, we'd love to get him on at some point if you bump into him. I'd love to have him on. But his his truck, it kind of, before, like, there were the haters, I think it would probably got hate people going, well, why would you do this, that? And then he had did the uh, the license plate that said, talk now. You know, when Talk he now. It. And it was kind of like, all right, man. And, but he was stirring stuff up before... You know, it, it's like a fad now, right, to, like, rile people up and stuff. But he was building cool shit going, dude, this is this is who I am in my 89 Chevy extended cab fucking S10. So. He got – his truck got hit with a bottle. Um, I want to say it like Indie Bash. And, and he got out of the car and asked the dude, you know, what, what's your problem? And the guy said, this thing's too nice. What? And, and that was pretty much the last time that he took it to any shows. He started – he said, you know, that he just was disgusted with the mini truck scene. That that's what they had turned out to be, and he got into the vans. Wow! Never took the t- that truck has been sitting in the trailer ever since. Yeah, that's insane. I posted a photo back in like December 2019. Someone Lenny had posted on Facebook back in like 2013, and I had taken a couple that I had found that I took at SEMA 03, the one that first year I went. And you know, it's crazy that a lot of people wouldn't even. You know, there's not a lot of photos floating around. I mean, it's kind of, you know, before digital cameras and cell phones and all that really, really blew up. But, dude, I'm glad that right. you, I mean, dude, I wasn't expecting you to start rattling that stuff off. That's pretty cool, man. Well, he was also on the cover of the Scholastics Kids magazine. Really? Do you remember that for the Monster Garage or some shit? Uh-uh. That they, that they actually gave to kids in school. It was a Monster Monster <laughs> Garage edition or something like that, and, and it had his truck on the cover dude. of it. A Scholastic Book Fair thing. Dude, you're not triple OG unless you got that under your belt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, right? Dude, I'm like, dude, Lenny. <laughs> when they're giving your shit out to the grade school kids. <laughs> yeah, it's 2022, and we're still talking about Lenny Groover because, again, he made that that much of an impact. That's pretty cool, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, that that truck was just amazing. You know, the dropped fender wells and the, the Carson top would just always be infamous. And then you saw several other people, you know, copy that style. If you if you want to say copy, um, what was the, the guy that had the blue? Round body that's super nice too. That his actually, I think his topper actually lifts up and down. Yeah, there actuators. was that one's changed a couple of times. I think it was Cliff up in Connecticut. There you go. Cliff that, was the guy's name. Yeah, and Cl- yeah, Cliff is a great guy, and I and I and I'd be willing if he hasn't already said it. I'd be willing to say that he got obviously you know the nod of that is from Lenny's. You know what I mean? So and then was his the green one or the blue one? His was the green one that uh, I hate. Phil owns now in Florida. I'm pretty sure all white got interior. The yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then you're right. There was the blue one, and I kind of forget about that one. Uh, I always remember seeing it at Indy Bashes. Yep. The main uh, place. Well, here's something cool: is my buddy at LCD Podcast, lowest common denominator. His name is uh, nickname is LMC, and he sent me an old v- VHS camera. Now it wasn't. They went to the tinier uh, film tapes, but and then the, he sent me the one that I had from after that, which were the little bit bigger tapes. They were thin, but they weren't. Um, they were bigger, 
And I've been pulling in a bunch of old video that I'm going to be putting on on, on the OLP uh, YouTube page. But I went to Indie Truck Bash in 01 and 02, and I, I totally forgot, dude, how much footage my, bu- my buddy and I took. And, uh, man, they were just epic times, man. I'm so glad oh, I got I'm, to go. I, I can't wait to see that if you're going to post it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be posting. I kind of chop it up a little bit here and there. But um, I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions. When you think about the S10s, right? I remember riding in my dad's 88 Jimmy, and um, I get just a huge kick out of looking at these trucks now, whether they're extended cabs, which I just absolutely love, or the regular cabs. What are a couple of your favorite things in them? Like, you know, is there like a rare... Um, you know, like some of them had power windows, or is there anything like that you really like about these trucks from a feature perspective? Um, I, I prefer four three automatic with AC. Yeah, there <laughs> on you all go. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, honestly, I one of my favorite things about any of my S tens is a cassette deck. When I get in there, I throw in a cassette, and you're you're in the time machine because you're only going to listen to music that was from that specific era. Dude, I love it, and I tell you, I recently acquired. I won't go into the whole story. I recently acquired a cassette home stereo system from a friend and it's kind of a family heirloom type thing but i recently got a chance i i had went a while without a cassette player and i recently put a cassette in and it brought me back because like when that tape gets to the end and it goes click like i remember flipping the tape right and you flip it and you hit play and then you've got that little bit of span and then it comes in but you're right dude like listening to the music from that that perspective it just really brought me back to being like a kid in the 80s and early 90s buying cassettes man yeah you get those feelings internally from just from this you know that that music whatever you i don't know my whole life is is kind of narrated by different song lyrics i don't know if you on hardcore yes. that's, that's oh, what i yeah. post every day is i look at your truck and what's the first thing that pops into my mind and, and, and movie quotes too from the same era right. um but yeah that stuff was just so ingrained into us the, the music that we listened to and the things that we watched and yeah and, and speaking of that i wanted to mention um if you i had not made the connection until later on after i was following you on youtube but you you know we've hinted about this facebook group but hardcore garage is the facebook group that you created what like almost going on 10 years ago Hardcore S10. Oh, Hardcore S10. Sorry, Hardcore S10. Yeah, and Hardcore Garage kind of kind of bloomed off of that, and then we also have Hardcore Mini Truck, which doesn't get played with nearly as much just because I don't have enough time. But right, right. Yeah, Hardcore uh, S10 was just – it basically started because I, I collected pictures of S10s, so I wanted a place to put them all. When I started doing that, people were like, well, won't you let other people look at this? And I was like, okay. So, And now we're, we're, we're on the verge of 35,000 members on that, and – you know, hardcore garage kind of kind of bloomed up when I got into a motorcycle wreck. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, I got hit by a car on a motorcycle in August of seventeen, and I have nothing to do. And we live on the second floor <laughs> of the house, and I couldn't go up and down the stairs by myself. So I started making videos, and kind of kind of bloomed from there. You know, you have to get the the thousand members and yep. or subscribers and the four thousand watch hours and all that crap to get monetized. And I never even really thought of it like that at first. It was just something to kill the time. But then. A couple other people in our town here are pretty pretty big YouTubers, and I'm like, hmm, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, you know, make a couple extra bucks for doing th- something that you already want to do and you enjoy. Yep. Uh, maybe I can help some other people with, with some minor things. I'm not, like, really a how-to necessarily guy. It's more of a this is how I did it. Right, right. When I show my videos, you know what I'm saying? And it helps. I mean, I enjoy watching how other people work, too. Because it kind of makes yeah. me realize, like, well, hey, I do it similar, so I must be doing it the same or doing a decent enough job. Or it reinforces to me to get on my get my ass off and start working on something. <laughs> 
And, and you, I'll be surprised at how many things I find when I am videotaping, when I go back and start editing or watching through. Like a good example is I was trying to find a leak in one of my S10s, and I thought I had it whooped. I go to the car wash, and I throw my camera under the dash, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, it's great. And then I start watching back. I'm like, oh, there's another leak right there. I can see it. So then I'm zooming in and find the other leak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you mentioned the song lyrics. That's one thing I, I've always done. But I, I remember one day I jumped in there, and you had posted some rock hymn lyrics, right, from the 18th letter. And I was like, dude, like the, the cool thing about you, too, is like the era you grew up in, you're not like just like Van Halen or you know just Megadeth or whatever your genre is. You're kind of like me. I, I tend more to be for hip hop, but yeah. I listen to everything. You know, I got Van Halen tapes. You know, all that stuff. You know, so that's cool. That's one aspect that I love is that you got that diversity. Motley Crue, Guns and Roses, Easy. Yeah, <laughs> you get culture shock listening to my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> might even be some share in there, and I don't even really like her that well. But I'll listen right, to right. <laughs> um, going back to your favorite stuff with the S10, uh, one thing that I've always liked, and I don't know why, is the way the tailgate is. How it kind of has that little dip in the tailgate. I always thought that was kind of cool. And I know some people, the mini truckers, from a mod perspective, you know, they'll put the Cali combo or they'll kind of shave all yeah, that. Yeah. But I always thought like. Was that? I guess it was the design element of the why they wanted it that way. I've never owned a square body dime, but it's just one thing that I always thought was unique about those trucks. I guess I would probably that would have been one of my least favorite things about the S10. Yeah, <laughs> I almost. I mean, not that I, I. I've got what one, two. I think maybe two of them that are shaved, uh, the gate. But um, another thing that you might notice, speaking of the tailgate, is. When you drop the gate, there was a difference in the tailgate. So the, the earlier ones had like four holes across and were kind of uncomfortable to set on. And then later on, they came out with the ones that had two large sections, which we called the two-butt tailgates. Right, okay. So something to kind of look for. If, you're, if you see people with their tailgates down, you'll notice a difference. Nothing in, at all. And it may have been the same time when they changed from going with the embossed letters to the big sticker instead, too. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, good stuff. It's always cool. not neat to see those different you know, changes in, in the years of the trucks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, um, dude, I would highly encourage everyone, as I've said throughout this, is go on YouTube right now if you can. Type in Hardcore Garage. Find. Uh, you'll see the, the banner there with the three trucks. Um, you'll see, obviously, the little avatar, uh, Hardcore Garage. I love what you do, man. Um, I would stop and just do a quick public service announcement and remind people, please visit H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. That's Hammered Weekend Wear. Uh, order some of the gear. Show Ron, Hank, and team that uh, you love some hammered weekend wear. We appreciate it if you guys do that. Um, dude, like we've talked about so much and I kind of feel like I want to keep going, but I was like, you know, all the stuff in my head that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on about kind of your compound and your trucks and your awesome little setup that you got there. Like, dude, it's just been a pleasure to kind of sit down with you, Johnny Garage Johnson, and and talk, man, talk trucks. Oh, definitely, dude. I'm so glad we got this chance to, to hang out for a little bit and uh, hopefully – we're going to meet up in person sometime and maybe talk a little more in depth about some things. And yeah, I can't wait. Plans for the future and stuff like that. Yeah, and I the other public service announcement that I would give folks is um, a dropped on Instagram, D-R-O-P-T, dropped out, and then C-O-M, dropped out calm on Instagram. That is dropped and destroyed, and that takes place in Melanie Lake, Uniontown, Ohio, September 10th and 11th. And it used to happen, Johnny Garage Johnson, at the um, 
the prison where they filmed Mansfield Reformatory. Yep. Yep. Yes, that was the greatest probably backdrop ever for a car show, man. I think so. And what's cool is, you know, these guys, they've been doing it for years and years and years. And since we might pick up some listeners from your region, I would encourage people September 10th and 11th, 2022, Melanie Lake, Uniontown, Ohio. I've heard of Uniontown. I've never been there. But, you know, please, if, if anybody can get out there, get out to that event. It's a great one for that region. So if you uh, ever get a chance to come up near Ohio, man, hit me up and we'll try to hook up. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners since I talked your ear off for about a little little over an hour? Um, I, man, I just want to give a shout out to a couple other people that support me on YouTube. Uh, Zip Tie Diaries, yep. Wrong Way Garage. But yeah, there, there's a lot of good people. If you go through my, my subscription list, you'll see most of those are, are, are good channels. Um, you know, subscribe to our lifestyle podcast of course yep yep and lincoln addict yourself i appreciate all the support man and keep doing what you're doing yeah man keep on trucking dude we love the vibe we love what you're doing i know mini truck matt he's one of the subscribers as well and i'm seeing some of the names pop up but uh there you go mini truck matt's a good dude he's been down here before oh let let me say one more thing also yeah yeah. we do have a little um on the the hardcore s10 page we have a, a hardcore takeover is what we call it it's here at my place the first oh, Saturday right. of June, just strictly S10s. Sick, dude. Yeah, that's that. That's really cool. And uh, man, you're living the dream. You're doing what you, the stuff you want to do. And again, you know, he mentioned it's hardcore one word, and then S10 on Facebook. You can join that, and you'll see Johnny Garage Johnson. Uh, all the stuff he posts and all the engagement that you get. I just love the shit, man. I, I really do. It's awesome. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, stay on the rise, brother. And if we do make it up that way, uh, we'll link up. And again, if you guys can make it out to some of those shows, I would appreciate, or that show that I mentioned there dropped out, that, that would be cool. But um, man, take care, brother. And uh, we'll, we're going to keep watching on YouTube. Awesome, man. Have a good evening. You too, brother. See ya. Hey, so as we wrap that up, uh, I just want to thank Johnny Garage Johnson for coming on. Uh, this episode was a little bit different, right? So the longtime listeners will know that uh, we often say we're going to try to keep it short and sweet, and that's not so easy for Mike or myself, uh, especially myself. But we want to thank uh, Garage Gear Clothing. You can visit garagegearclothing.com. They have free shipping. They have Garage Girl stuff. They have stuff for kids, dudes, sport trucks. You name it, they've got a lot of cool stuff. Okay, the West Coast Influence. If you love mini trucks, visit minitruckfilm.com. There's a documentary about the mini truck scene and how the West Coast influenced it. You can buy that at minitruckfilm.com. Let Radar know that our lifestyle podcast sent you by adding OLP to the notes when you check out. Joey at Get Decked. If you're a show promoter or you want to put your vehicle on a skate deck, even one deck, he could make it. Joey, it's Get Decked, two words on Facebook or Instagram. Send him a direct message. He just made our best of awards for 2022. And he's doing a lot for many show promoters out there. I mentioned Hammered Weekend Wear. Thank you so much to Ron, Hank, Adam, Dizzy, and everybody that helps contribute with uh, Hammered Weekend Wear. We appreciate you guys. The last thing that I have is I did see earlier this week, and um, I want to send some thoughts and prayers and some good vibes uh, towards Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Brown he is behind Built to Cruise, okay? And I saw Jeremy and his awesome wife at Lone Star Throwdown this year. Okay, Serena Brown, Jeremy Brown, she had posted earlier this week, y'all say a prayer for my honey. Jeremy was taken by ambulance yesterday to the ER from work. 
he had an incident where he passed out. The neurologist thinks it's a possible seizure, and he is laid up in the hospital sleeping or unconscious. Okay, Jeremy's a great dude, and please, please, please send some thoughts and positive vibes to the homies, um, you know, to, to the big homie and uh, to Serena. So they're great people. They're on Built to Cruise, and they've done a lot for the scene and just generally good people. With that being said, we tried to keep it fresh this week. Shout out to everybody that supports us. We'll hit you, God, our Lord willing, next week with another one. Yeah.